Hello, Warren Kemp here again, and welcome to another session of Recruitment Matters Radio. If you've been listening from the start to these podcasts and downloads, you'll know it's been a little time since session 9. These are occasional sessions, of course, but apologies if you've been waiting for the final part on Gatekeepers. This time, we'll be listening to songs from one particular artist, beginning with the letter I. Mr Ian Jury. There are few artists or bands deserving of hogging one show, but this guy, he was an absolute legend, and a huge influence on so many other artists and bands. Some of the songs I will play are maybe not quite what you would expect, and this one is from before his hits with the Blockheads. This is Ian, when he was part of Kilburn and the High Roads, and the Rodette song. She's a gamey lass, jerking with her elbow, clever with her knee. When she move it over, does the best you please. Diction very bad, friction double rich. Brazen little hussy, rock and rolling bitch. When it comes to business, take off like a jet. Rocking her vocation, she's a very high road dad. Oh my. There ain't no need to hustle Young man, slow down your hustle hustle You can take your time, young man Some of this is muscle Lightning in a lane, spitfire on a hit Rock and rolls a habit I write the script Messed up on a history Won the stolen prize Does a heavy thinking Bristles and defies Never had a teacher Messing with a brain You should see her pupils Music's in her veins Shifting her transmission Chevrolet Corvette Rock and roll relations With a very high rodeo
Welcome back. Recruitment Matters Radio is recorded, mixed and engineered as always by Andy Thompson at Gig House Studio, Leamington Spa. And as always, this show is brought to you by way of our sponsors at eBoss Recruitment Software. Clever cloud-based software for permanent recruiters and headhunters worldwide. And Recruitment Matters Radio is an eclectic tangent production. Following on from our last session and dealing with gatekeepers, as promised this time, we're going to explore the right question for the right level of gatekeeper. Now, our friendly receptionist is a busy person, and if genuinely front of house, is unlikely to know if our target is in the office that day, or at the very least, if they're available. So firstly, let's avoid asking if your target is available or in. Instead, let's presume a positive outcome and that they will put us through to our target's extension or to whoever might shield their calls. So when our receptionist greets us with Good morning, ABC PLC, then let's use something like this. Good morning. I'm hoping I might get three or four minutes of Shelley Roberts, your sales manager's time. If you were to put me through, what will happen when you do? Will I get Shelley directly? Or does she have a secretary? I'll run that past you again. Good morning. I'm hoping I might get three or four minutes of Shelley Roberts, your sales manager's time. If you were to put me through, what will happen when you do? Will I get Shelley directly? Or does she have a secretary? What's the worst case scenario? Well, then we get asked who's calling. And as per the stuff we covered together in session nine, we now have a great response up our sleeve by asking questions and then taking control. More often than not, though, the receptionist will answer our question and tell us what will happen if they were to put us through. This style of questioning is called an alternative close. If the answer is we'd get Shelley direct, then we simply say, That's great, thanks. My name's Warren. What's yours? Julie. Julie, that's great. Could you put me through? Thanks very much. If the answer comes back that they have a secretary, then we ask if that's a personal secretary, find out their name and deal with that person as a level three gatekeeper. And if the answer is perhaps an administrator will probably pick up the call, then we can say something like this. That's great. Is there a particular admin person likely to pick up the phone? And if the answer is no, then we'll still get our receptionist's name, get put through, and deal with the admin person as a level 2 gatekeeper. I'll go through that with you in a few minutes. But finally, if we get the answer that the admin person is likely to be someone, say, called Patrick, then we've now got an advantage. As by asking if it's Patrick when the phone is picked up, we are suggesting that we might have spoken before and making any decision easier for Patrick, or indeed for anyone else answering, who then thinks that we know Patrick and have called in many times before. So what do we say to our Level 2 gatekeeper? Well, firstly, if we were thinking by now it was Patrick, then use his name. Good morning, is that Patrick? Yes. Hi Patrick, Warren here. Is Shelley available? Thanks. 
That's nice and clean using everyone connected's first name. If we ask is it Patrick and the answer is no, it's Dave, then it's still good. We then respond with, Hello Dave, I don't think we've spoken before. Warren Kemp here. Is Shelley around? Thanks. And as before, if we get asked where we're calling from, or anything similar, or they want us to restate our name, then we know the answers to give and how to give them. But most importantly, be confident, because nine times out of ten, if they respond with questions, it's because our target is available. When we come back after the next piece of music, we'll deal with the situation of our target not being available when we ask for them. Here's a song you might recognise of Ian's, but do you recognise the band singing it? My old man wore three-piece whistles He was never home for long Drove a bus for London Transport He knew where he belonged Number 18 down to Euston Double-decker, move along Double-decker, move along My old man Later on he drove a roller Chauffeuring for foreign men Dropped his H's on occasion Said go climbing now and then Did the crossword in the standard At the airport in the rain At the airport in the rain My old man Wouldn't ever let his governors Call him Billy, he was proud Personal reasons make a difference His last boss was allowed Perhaps he had to keep his distance Made a racket when he rowed Made a racket when he rowed My old man My old man My old man was fairly handsome He smoked too many cigs Lived in one room in Victoria He was tidy in his dicks Had to have an operation when his ulcer got too big When his ulcer got too big My old man Before we'd done much talking But relations had begun All the while we thought about each other All the best mate from your son All the best mate from your son My old man My old man That was none other than Madness singing the song My Old Man from the album Brand New Boots and Panties 
a group of artists coming together to celebrate Ian's life by recording their own versions of his best-known album, New Boots and Panties, and donating 50% of profits to a cancer charity along the way. OK, back on track. And what do we do when trying to reach our target on the phone when they're not available? Well, our gatekeeper will be quick to tell us they aren't in or available, and we can then respond with a question and take control. In this instance, I suggest you use an alternative close. An alternative close, which I used earlier with our receptionist, poses two options to the recipient, A or B, and by choosing one, they accept the outcome. So if we originally asked, is John available, and they respond, no, he's out of the office, we can then say, OK, that's fine, I can call back. When's better to catch him, later today or tomorrow morning? At that point, our gatekeeper will almost certainly now be focused on John's diary availability, and a positive outcome with the best time to call back is a distinct possibility. And of course, when we call back tomorrow at the agreed time, ask for that level 2 gatekeeper first. We don't want to go through this all again, and as it was at the gatekeeper's suggestion, we shouldn't have any trouble getting them to pass us through. Well, we've been through quite a bit in this particular session already, so please do skip back a step or two as needed and listen again. There are some subtle wordings in these ideas that can and will make a big difference. OK, next up, getting through the PA or personal secretary. I've already suggested back in session 9 that we come clean, and that's true. And if we give them their true place, and maybe without overcooking it, throw in the flattery card, then level 3s, the PAs, should bear some good fruit for us. So back at the reception desk, if we make a calculated guess that our contact has a PA, we can maybe ask that first. And if they don't, there'll be no harm done. We can then get put through directly. So when our level one gatekeeper picks up that phone, try something like this. Good morning. I'm keen to speak with Ramit Patel, your sales director. Would I be right in thinking he's probably got a PA or a personal secretary? Answer comes yes, a PA. Then you can say, fantastic. Then perhaps that's the best place to start. What's his PA's name, please? Susie. Great, thanks very much. I'm sorry, I didn't introduce myself. My name's Warren. What's yours? Julie. Thanks, Julie, you've been really helpful. Could you put me through to Susie, please? Thanks a lot. I'll run that through again. Good morning. I'm keen to speak with Ramit Patel, your sales director. Would I be right in thinking he's probably got a PA or a personal secretary? Yes, a PA. Fantastic. Then perhaps that's the best place to start. What's his PA's name, please? Susie. Great, thanks very much. I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself. My name's Warren. What's yours? Julie. Thanks, Julie. You've been really helpful. Could you put me through to Susie, please? Thanks very much. So onwards and upwards to Susie, Ramit's PA, our Level 3 gatekeeper. She picks up the phone with Ramit Patel's office and we can say, Good morning, is that Susie? Yes. Hello, Susie. Julie on reception kindly gave me your name. Would I be right in thinking that you're Ramit's PA? 
Yes. Great. Then you're probably the very best person I could speak with. Could I ask your advice on something, please? Yes. Thanks very much. And then you tell Susie exactly what the reason for the call is and ask her how best to secure five minutes of Ramit's time. Tell her your full company name and the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Susie, I'm keen to speak with Ramit. My name's Warren Kemp from the Kemp Consultancy. We specialise in the sales recruitment arena. I've got a potential candidate I'd like to outline for Ramit. They're currently working for a competitor of yours and have some excellent credentials. Is this the type of individual that Ramit would want to learn more about, do you think, Susie? In short, be upfront, seek their help and advice, and make a friend for the future. If it doesn't happen today, in two months' time, you might have a valid reason to speak with Ramit, so best be able to say hello to Susie at a later time with a genuine smile on your face. I'm sure this next piece of music will put a smile on your face too. Ian Jury and the Blockheads, singing There Ain't I've Been Some Clever Bastards. was a charmer As a writer he was Brahma Velvet, jackets and pyjamas The gay divorce and other dramas There have been some clever bastards There have been some clever bastards Bang off did some eyeball pleasers he must have been a pencil squeezer He didn't do the Mona Lisa That was an Italian geezer There and I've been some clever bastards Lucky bleeders, lucky bleeders There and I've been some clever bastards Einstein can't be classed as witless Claimed atoms were the littlest When you did a bit of splittingness Frighten everybody shitless And I've been some clever bastards Probably got help from their mum Who had help from her mum And I've been some clever bastards now that we've had some, let's hope that there's lots more to come Okie dokie. Oh, Segovia. And I've been some clever bastards. Lucky bleeders, lucky bleeders. 
and I've been some clever bastards. Lucky breeders, lucky breeders. And I've been some clever bastards. Lucky breeders, lucky breeders. And I've been some clever bastards. That's such a great song. Ian's way with words has a lot to do with his upbringing. You may or may not know this, but he contracted polio at the age of seven and for a long time was in a hospital and then a school for disabled children. His mum was concerned for how he might cope in the outside world, so she enrolled him at the Royal Grammar School in High Wycombe so that if his physical disabilities might hold him back, she felt his academic abilities and results would need to compensate. It was a tough school where as a punishment for getting things wrong, he was often forced to learn lines and lines of poetry by people like Keats, and if he got a single word wrong, he had to go back to the beginning and start again. Keats, incidentally, was also a man of ill health, and he died of tuberculosis at the age of 25. Karma's a funny thing. Fast forward a few years, and the hardships he had faced had given him a love of rhyme and a focus on characters, which made for good stories and great songs. Billa Ricky Dicky, Clever Trevor, Ada, Paula, Masha Up Harry and Geraldine, to name but a few. I'm in love with the person in the sandwich centre. I'm enamoured of the magic of her fresh polenta. My temperature rises and my pulses quicken when she gets cracking with the coronation chicken. Geraldine, Geraldine. Here's my karma warning for you. Or recruitment professional you. I've managed to do pretty well in the recruitment industry over the years and don't know of any enemies I've made. Yes, I might have lost out on a couple of deals. Yes, I could have been sharper and more shark-like on occasions. But I like to sleep well at night and meet people at events I've spoken to over the phone or emailed and stand tall when I do. Or to use an infamous quote, don't be nasty to the people on the way up as you might need them on the way down. Or to put it another way, nice stuff tends to happen more often to nice people. All right, back to the phones and on to the cheeky stuff. What if all of the information over the last few minutes doesn't work? What then? Well, you could forget it. Go home, resign, pack your bags and apologise for taking your salary over the last few months. Empty your personal belongings from your desk. Kiss the person you've always fancied but never told them you did goodbye. And watch the door doesn't slam your butt on the way out. Well, no. There are a few more tactics before we go that far. One is to be persistent. Someone once said to me, if you can't get through to the person you want, you aren't calling enough. Think about it. The receptionist or secretary goes on lunch, goes to the toilet, has days off. So don't give up. If you have a troublesome gatekeeper, phone at 20 minute intervals over the hours of 12 and 2, withholding your number of course, and I bet at one of those time slots he or she has gone on lunch and you have a new gatekeeper. Now imagine if that happened and you would found out the name of the tricky gatekeeper prior. Then when you get the new one, you can simply say, Oh, hello. Now that doesn't sound like Julie. No, it's not. I didn't think so. I usually deal with Julie. Can you put me through to Tom Brown, your sales director, please? Thank you. 
And getting that receptionist's name isn't so difficult, by the way. Let's say earlier you were up against a brick wall and she wouldn't put you through. Simply say something like this. Listen, you're doing your job and I'm doing mine. I respect the way you've dealt with me. Let's at least part friends. My name's Warren. What's yours? And when we get the name, bingo, we're in when playing the lunchtime card. Now, I'm not suggesting that this way of working becomes part of daily life. I'm simply trying to ensure that you do get through if it's vital, and more traditional methods have perhaps failed. One of the more tactical things you can do is to phone a random number that relates to that company and ask them to give you the extension to your contact as you've obviously been misdirected. Hi, is that Tom's phone? No. This is extension 647, isn't it? Yes. That's strange. That's the number I've been given for Tom Brown. Could you look up his number for me? Thanks. Alternatively, you could ask your random number to put you through. That way, when your target contact looks at his phone, it will be an internal call and not from reception, and they're far more likely to pick it up thinking it isn't an outside caller. Want another option? Get a direct number for almost anyone in that department, and then out of normal office hours, phone all the numbers sequentially around it, getting voicemails. Bingo! You now have your target's direct line. No more gatekeepers. And as a variation on that theme, ask to be put through to a department that the receptionist won't query too hard. For example, accounts payable. Then it's a simple job of saying that you've been put through to the wrong department and could they redirect you to your target. Hey, I don't feel guilty about giving you some cheeky options that I've just outlined. After all, we've got a job to do. And if your call is something that will genuinely help the recipient, then let's do all we can, within reason, to get through. However, the best advice I can give you is to be consistent, be persistent, and have the right information. And by that I mean the right level of information to help your gatekeeper put you through. Let's take a break and listen to Ian at his vaudeville best, recorded live, and this is England's glory. And then one of his all-time classics, What a Waste. It's for Julie, who we love. I love her almost as much as I love Elma. Only we don't do Elma no more. It's called England's Glory. If you want to sing, please sing. There are jewels in the crown of England's glory. England's glory. And every jewel shines a thousand ways. Frankie had an old cat and garden notes. Frankie Vaughan and Kenneth Vaughan and Sherlock Holmes Bunty Biggles and Old King Cole In the pink hole on the toe Oliver Twist and Long John Silver Captain Cook and Nelly D Edie Bright and Gilbert Hardy Malcolm Sergeant Brian Brian Oh the jewels in the crown of England's glory England's glory to mention but a few, but a few. 
Ripper and Jack the Ripper and Upton Park Maxie Miller, Gracie, set a peculiar club Winkles were born to all whips Marilyn and Stafford Clips Lady Charlie Muffin, the middle Winston Churchill, Robin Hood Beatrix Potter made a bow Beatrix Batters, Yorkshire Put your shampoo With Billy Bunter, Jane Austen, Ray Elliott, George Norman, Billy Fury, Little Chitch, Uncle Mac, Mr. Pastry and all. Uncle Mac, Mr. Pastry and all. Oh, Cooper, wakey, wakey, England's labour Stand a bag of spotted dip, England's workers What a 
It's fair to say that while Jury had the lyrics, he was a raw musical talent, and his best songs came when Chaz Janko provided the music and the funk. Being successful is often about getting the partnership right. I've seen some good recruiters fail when moving to the wrong recruitment company, and failed recruiters thrive when joining the right one. So that's us pretty much done for this session on getting past a gatekeeper. I hope you've got enough ideas from it to try it out, and with practice, they'll make a difference. So to briefly summarise, try and get the person who answers the phone's name. Be the one to ask questions wherever possible. What goes around comes around, so be nice. People want to help. It's in everyone's makeup. Use a TLA with level one and two gatekeepers. And remember, you don't just have to dial the mainline number. As always, I hope you've picked up a number of tips and techniques from this session. And please rewind, review and react accordingly. Nothing works 100 times out of 100. Practice will perfect things though. One thing to leave you with. Every day you do this, if you don't get rejected or you don't get a no, then you're not picking up the phone enough. Before we wrap up, I'm going to give you a quick tip or two about what to do or say when you have got past a gatekeeper. And the first one is stop talking about just recruitment and have two reasons for your call. Fair enough, you might need to check out how a vacancy is going or how an interview panned out. But don't make that the sole reason for your call. Add value. Stand out. Tell them something they don't know about the market. Ask their opinion about a hot topic. And stop being a Me Too recruiter. Secondly, having two reasons for your call works fantastically well when hit with an objection. For example, when the client says to your quick pitch to work with them that they have a PSL, you can respond with, in which case, the last thing I want to do is stand on anyone's toes. The second reason for my call is... And if you want to make that super slick, then tell your contact there are two reasons for your call in your introduction. Hello, Mr. Client. My name's Warren. I'm a specialist recruiter within the publishing sector. There are two main reasons for my call today. Well, that's just about it, folks. 
I hope you've got some ideas from the tips you've heard and enjoyed exploring the life and times of the late great Ian Jury. We'll play things out with a live version of Blockheads. When we team up next, it's songs from artists and bands starting with J. And I've got so many possibles, we may even do an extended music session at the end of the standard show. John Grant, Jake Bug, Jules Holland, Julia Fordham, Joan Armatrading, Jack White, John Cooper Clark, Joni Mitchell, James Blake, the list goes on. I'm gonna, 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 I'm gonna,
the market. You can't get the batteries.
still here? Okay, a bonus track for you by way of an intro to the next session. And this is from a guy dubbed back in the 70s, the punk poet. John, now Dr. John, Cooper Clark. And here's a poem, and first a warning. If easily offended, please switch off now. If not, <laughs> this still makes me laugh out loud 30 odd years after I first heard him perform this live. He's currently touring as support to iconic band Squeeze. So, I hope to catch you next time on Recruitment Matters Radio. If you like the tips and topics, do check out our open and in-house training course options via recruitmentmatters.com. And if you've listened thus far, you deserve a bonus of not just more music. So quote RMR Ian Jury to get 10% off your next open course. Bye for now. Like a nightclub in the morning, you're the bitter end. Like a recently disinfected shithouse, you're clean round the bend. You give me the horrors, too bad to be true. All of my tomorrows are lousy cause of you. You put the shat in shatter, put the pain in Spain. Your germs are splattered about, your face is just a stain. You're certainly no raver, commonly known as a drag. Do us all a favour, here, wear this polythene bag. You're like a dose of scabies, I've got you under my skin. You make life a fairy tale. Grim. People mention murder the moment you arrive. I'd consider killing you if I thought you were alive. You've got this slippery quality. It makes me think of phlegm and a dual personality. I hate both of them. Your bad breath vamps disease, destruction and decay. Please, 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 please take yourself away like a death at a birthday party. You ruin all the fun Like a sucked and spat out smarty You're no use to anyone Like the shadow of the guillotine On a dead consumptive's face Speaking as an outsider What do you think of the human race? You went to a progressive psychiatrist He recommended suicide Before scratching your bad name off his list And pointing the way outside you hear laughter breaking through, it makes you wanna fart You're heading for a breakdown, better pull yourself apart Your dirty name gets passed about when something goes amiss Your attitudes, platitudes just make me wanna piss What kind of creature bore you? Was it some kind of bat? They can't find a good word for you, but I can twat <laughs> Ah, very kind, very hard.